0: Psalms 127 and 1 says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. 1 Corinthians 3 and 12 says, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by what? Revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. I will preach just for the next few moments on this subject. God builds the house. If you could lift your hands, pray for God to help us all over this building. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask you right now, God, to touch us. I pray for your hand in this house today. Lord, that you would touch every person. Let your hand rest up on every individual right now. Anoint me to preach one more time. Anoint me to, I pray God tonight, one more time to preach your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Before you're seated, look at somebody and say, God builds this house. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. There was a story, a nursery rhyme in England in 1886 It was written then called The Three Little Pigs. Anybody know it? This story in its uh, best known form was appeared in English fairy tales by Joseph Jacobs, first published on June 19, 1890. It first came out as Pixies and a Fox and then they changed it to Three Pigs and a Wolf, which I kind of like that version better. We all know Let Me In Let me in, said the fox. I won't. And the door is fastened. That's not the version I know. Because Mimi told it like this. Anybody know who Mimi is? That was my grandmother Johnson. She'd do it in that little voice. Little pig, little pig. Let me in. And then she'd act it out, you know. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. She'd act it out. She was the greatest drama queen telling that when I'd stay all night with her on Saturday nights after we'd been in church for hours at the Pouton Church. She would tell me that, and I remember Carlos Lewis on the radio. Remember Carlos Lewis preaching on the radio? Man, y'all old. Set you up, didn't it? I still got the little radio we listen to. I mean, I can see it vividly. She would tell this story. I've taken that same story and I tell it to my kids. But it's a lot different than what they did in 1800s in England. We've got Polaris, four-wheelers. We've got guns, crossbows, grenade launchers. The wolf always dies. Our kids... They loved it now, Sadie. She's got she'll she'll huff and puff and she'll be the big bad wolf. We have a lot of fun. But let me tell you something about this story is that the little pig always died after each house until you get to the brick house. Little pig, little pig, let me in. And I love what they said on the other side of the door. Not by the hair of mine. You know the story well, you did good. But the wolf said, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. That's how I do it at the house. And so I kept it PG, you know, I didn't let the pig die. When he blew the straw house down, he ran to the brother's house. I tried to, the original story, he got gobbled up. I saved his life in my story. (laughs) The little pig went from the straw house and now he's in the stick house, you know. Upgrade (laughs) Wolf shows up Little pig, little pig Let me in Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin So he huffed and puffed and he blew that house down So they ran to the brother's house But in the original story He showed up at the brick house You know the rich brother We all don't like him, right? And they're safe and secure in the brick house and the wolf shows up. But something turns in this story with the three little pigs. You'll see now the wolf is standing outside of a house that's stronger than him. Little pig, it don't matter what he says. Let me in, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin and he huffs and he puffs and he blows until he needs an asthma inhaler. That's what's in my stories. And then he does it again and he has to go to the ER. (laughs) Ambulance calls. The pigs get worried about him. I mean, I've got all kinds of stories. But the fact of the matter is that the three little pigs were safe as long as they were in the house. If you see the original story, is that the wolf, when he couldn't blow down the house, he tried to manipulate those little piggies. He said, if I can't destroy the house, let me get them outside the house. Because if he can set up an appointment outside the house, he can take you out. I want to tell you, you need to get you and your family in the house. You need to find more reasons to get in the church, not out of the church. You can either see yourself in or see, my God, I feel like preaching. We need to fall in love with the house all over again. You're safe in the house. Hell wants you to find a reason that you can meet up with hell and the big bad wolf outside. If he can get you outside, because he can't touch you in here. But I bring to you tonight that this story was never about the wolf. Oh, I know that's all you talk about, but it was never about the wolf. It was how you built your house, it wasn't about the big bad wolf. The big bad whoop was really never in the equation. Because if you've got a good house, he can't get in. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know all you professional storytellers that he got upset when he couldn't get the appointment so he climbed up on the roof. Came down the chimney. But me and my girls, when I tell the story, we got some hickory logs up in that chimney with a big pot and when he slid down we had some deviled eggs if you will we had some wolf soup we destroyed the wolf I want to tell you something there's got to be something to get inside of the church that we realize that hell is not really in the equation is that The house is what the story is all about. If you could ever make up in your mind, it's the church that matters. It's the church. If we build the church, nothing can take us out. Hell's always going to try to fight. But I read a scripture in the Bible says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The wolf's always gonna show up, but he can't prevail. Hell's always gonna show up and roar, but it'll never take out the church. Can I tell you, the church has a fire in it, and we need to get that fire hotter now than it's ever been. Somewhere when the devil knocks at your door and he comes down the chimney, you need to build a fire hot enough He says, I better get up out of here. As long as there's a fire in the house and it's built upon a rock, nothing can ever stop the church. Can you imagine? And I know this is a perfect world where we have church and there's no opposition. (laughs) You're right. I told the church today, I said, it's so amazing how so many times we try to do the will of God and opposition comes and we say, so since it's hard, we're probably not in the will of God. (laughs) Carnality. (laughs) If that is the case, I would have never went to Parkersburg. But I had a word from God. Matter of fact, I can take you to the spot that was right here the night it broke my heart over that vent when I was about to buy a house. I'm going to plan on telling this. Right there. Five years before I moved, God told me a word. And I didn't buy the house. God, give me a word right there over that vent. And I want to tell you what, if God gives you a word, it's because you're going to need it. Somewhere we got to get a hold, Brother Pat, of a word from God in this last day. Hell's gonna try to stop you if you're having revival. But if you've made up your mind, I'm willing to sacrifice and I'm willing to do everything possible to have revival and build the house. I wanna tell you what, there's no devil in hell. There's no opposition anywhere in the world that can stop you if you really want to have a revival. Any youth leaders in here, you're ready for a revival in your youth group. Any children's ministry, ready to have revival in children's. Any, any Sunday school teachers, ready to have a revival. It's time to build the house. <laughs> First Corinthians three and one says, if you could put it on the screen, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto babes I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are ye able, he said. For ye are yet carnal. Paul was writing, for as there is among you envying and strife and divisions. And are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am Paul, and another am Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who then is Apollos, but just ministers by whom you believed even as the Lord gave every man he said I have planted Apollos watered but God gives the increase so then neither is he that planteth anything neither he that watereth but at the end of the day Paul was saying God in verse 7 God that giveth the increase now he that planteth and he that watereth they're one they work together And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he builds upon the foundation, preachers. There's a foundation laid. Saints of God, there's a foundation laid, but we got to be careful of how we build. one. I'm not talking about two befores and concrete, I'm talking about the foundation of Jesus Christ. He says, "As a wise master builder, I have laid a, founder, a builder. I have laid the foundation, and another builder on. Take heed how you build on that foundation." Ministry, we must stop for a moment and see what we're doing in ministry that really matters. I can be so busy in ministry and I tell this to you and we've talked every once in a while about things and i told you lately, I could have two full-time pastors with me right now and I still wouldn't have enough time. There's so much that goes on in ministry, there's just not enough time. I could be busy, busy, busy but what are we doing building the house that really matters? If you remember some of the staff, it was when I was pastoring here at Glen Ferris, Sister Ellie, uh, we had all these ideas. You know, we always from the drama department. You remember the drama department was the drama department sometimes, you know. Seen her talking back, you remember. And I took every paper and I said, What good is all this if we're not touching people? And I threw the papers. You remember that? Because at the end of the day, we're building up on the foundation of Jesus Christ. We can be busy and do nothing right. But if everything that we're doing is touching somebody, y'all with me right now? Look at what you're doing. What am I really doing for the kingdom? We need to be touching people every day, making a difference in somebody's life so they don't go to hell. Excuse me for being passionate. He said, take heed how you build upon what are we doing. For other foundation can no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now I want you to listen to me. This is when this turns. It says, now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. You can put on this foundation anything you want. Whatever you decide to do, the foundation's there. It's up to you. You've got to be careful with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, and hay, hay, and stubble, and sticks. Because every man's work shall be made manifest. Put it on the screen, verse 13. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what kind of work it is. This is the word for us as the church of the living God. We have a foundation that's been laid. My father is a church planner extraordinaire. And I love him as my pastor. He's probably watching tonight. Bishop, we love you. The stories, if he could ever tell of planting churches and what it takes to do it. Not too many people can do it. A lot of hard work. There's a foundation been laid of apostolic ministry. We saw it. I couldn't even get up to preachers. Apostolic ministry in the building. People being healed. I couldn't even preach. Why? It's apostolic ministry that's in the foundation of this church. Over in this far corner, I'll take you to it. Can I just be me? You know I'm going to anyways, right? Over back where this organ, I'm going to get the organ out of here. Robbie, here's the organ I was telling you about. My organ player's back there. Right here in his corner, when we was pouring concrete footers, because it was so much mud, brother David Hill was you. He even hung up a track loader. It was so much mud because of the water level, brother Ben. We had to do floating footers, four feet wide. I know this probably twelve inches thick, rebar. But my daddy got, Brother Jamie, you might remember this, my daddy got a King James Version Bible. You remember this? And put it in a Ziploc baggie. And in the foundation of this church is the Word of God in concrete. I helped him do it. Sister Martha, I'm going to tell you something. We can build and rebuild, and I think I've tore out every wall in this church for revival. There's not one wall except the load-bearing one that's back there, so you're safe. We have tore out every wall for expansion, every Sunday school class for expansion. But anything we did upon the foundation of this church, whether it's stubble, hay, ideas, ministries, all I can tell you is that the fire's coming. better hear me. Every ministry under the sound of my voice, it's not the fire's not coming. When the fire shows up, it will purge everything that we've done to this point. If it's been carnality, it will be burned up. If it's false doctrine, it will be burned up. If it's just men's ideas and ten steps to a better you, it will be burned up. I mean, I could even get one of these new megachurch pastors with skinny jeans, white t-shirt tight, little gold chain, a little cross hanging off of it. Do you like that, Ben? We better be careful while we try to adapt to the church because everything is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ is the chief corner. Every new idea you got, every little thing you got, you got to realize we're just building up on the foundation. It's not that the fire's not coming, but every fire will show up and try every man's work. I bring to you, I've seen fire come and go through this church over the years, and it's still standing. Oh, I look out here and see you, precious people of God. Parkersburg, Parkersburg. We've baptized over 915 people since 2017. Thank you for rejoicing with me. Not everybody gets happy about those numbers. But you listen to me. Every ministry, our AA and our HA meetings, our recovery and our prison ministries, and everything we do, there's a fire coming. And everything that's not built up on apostolic ministry, Brother Chad, will burn up like chaff. We need to reevaluate who we are as apostolic ministry and make sure that when the fire comes we will have a church standing. Carnality always burns up in apostolic fire. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Many churches have folded during COVID. Many things in our city. Churches shut down all over the country. I don't know how many people we grew during COVID. How do you do that? We grew a membership. How does that happen? I want to get so caught up in numbers, Brother Pat, that I forget what God called me to be was apostolic ministry. And I know there's a lot of pressures and I'm going to get real clear here right now so scoot up on edge, you see. Pressures from the LGBTQ community plus... Furries. We got all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, I never in my day realized... Now listen, I pastor a lot of people. We have same-sex couples come to our church. They come and they pray, and, and I'm glad they're there. So don't you think I'm, I'm being mean. But the greatest hour for the apostolic church is not to fold under pressure because of the pressures that come from politics. And the pressures that come from the government. And, Pressures that are coming in our communities. It's no time to judge and say, no, 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 it's a time. Brother Jay, we was talking about mercy and truth met together. If you have truth and no love, you have nothing. I know preachers, they have truth, but they hate everybody. They're mad. They don't know why, they're just mad. They're mad at everything because the world's messed up. But if they'd get some love, accompanied with the truth, they could have great revival. They've got truth, but do you have love? Yeah. yeah. And now no churches are full of love. They love every Love their dog, love everything. I mean, they just love everything. Love is love, is love. We love it. Love everybody. But they have no truth. If somehow we could get back to say, hey, hey, I've again of the water and the spirit we've got holiness without no man shall see the Lord I know what one God is I know what I believe but also God said love people yeah. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. we've got truth and we've got love let's build the house yeah. the truth somebody say truth and love yeah. somewhere we gotta get back to what does the church build upon and I tell you God builds the house anything outside of the love of God and the truth of God's word will burn up I've seen the fire come I've seen preachers come and go over the years I ask every preacher in the sound of my first voice tonight excuse me I've preached a lot here lately to get on fire for God they don't hear that a lot anymore. Well, you got fire starters, I think. But are you on fire for God? Is your prayer on fire? Is your singing on fire? Listen, I love good singing, but I don't like good singing as dead singing. I'd rather have silence, brother Steve, when I'm driving down the road, you know what I mean? You ever seen somebody sing, couldn't hardly sing, but they was on fire? See, when the fire shows up, it'll burn up all the carnality, but it'll start setting people on fire. This is what I believe in the recovery community in this region. There's a revival that's coming. They're going to crawl up out of the hollers. They're going to come out of every holler around here, and they're going to receive the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there is a fire that is here that God's going to give you revival. I, I preached today about the greatest thing we could do as the church now. The answer to all the politics and the, the answer to all the pressures of all this LGBT stuff that's going on plus is you. What is our stand? I said, I know what it is. I grabbed my wife and we stood on the platform together. I said this. Be an example. A woman's hair is her Glory. And the Bible says if a a man puts on a woman's garment it's an abomination. The same for a woman. She dresses like a man. I'm not being mean but what I'm saying is in this day everybody's so confused about what to do. The answer to everything we're dealing with is in the word of God. It's not being mean. And I stood and I we got 97% first generation Pentecostals. And I spoke it today with love. No one got offended and my wife and I stood there saying follow me as we follow Christ. Church, if ever I've seen a day where people are hungry for truth is now. It's not in a diluted message. It's not in some new idea 10 steps to build a church. It is just getting back to the book. Can I tell you the greatest thing we could ever do is get together and pray together. We've got to do this cross church more now. Men's group got together, and they prayed Saturday night sporadic, fasting and seeking God and praise. If you're having dead church, you need to change it now. You say, "I don't know what to do. Well, I do. I'll show you, you maybe seated. Look you guys stand the whole message. It's just this simple. This is, this is what these church, this is what our churches are built upon. We're two or three, we're home missionaries, man. I remember it was me, my dad, my brother, and Jesus, and my mama in that old schoolhouse. I begged for anybody to show up. I didn't care who come. Homeless, somebody come in there so I could play drums and we could act like we was having church. Spray-painted stained glass windows. Spray-painted stained glass windows. Spray-painted stained glass windows. Some of y'all didn't get it. Blue, baby blue. Man, it was ugly, but we was trying. <laughs> with a razor wire going around that old schoolhouse. It was bad, man. Anybody remember that? Why did anybody come? I don't know, but when they came, they said, I've never felt anything like this. Because there was a lot of times just two or three. But when we say, remember, we start, we're praising God. And the Bible says we're two or three are gathered together in his name. He said, there will I. Oh, I just love it. He said, there I come. I'll be your Emmanuel, God with us. And so we've got to get back to the basics is what I'm saying. Whatever idea you got, let's get back together and together in unity and praising God and letting God touch somebody's life. Let somebody be healed. Yeah. Preaching the truth of the word of God. Apostolic doctrine that's preached in our churches. Without fear or favor, but with love. One God. Hear, O oh Israel, the Lord our God is. Oh. I love the scripture. It says, let us make man and our own image. He said, let's, let's make man our own image. And the next voice said, and in God created He man. He said, Beside me, there is no three that bear record in heaven. There's three. He said, The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. It's the Father and creation. His word is not separate from him and your word's not separate from you and the spirit that he has. But the next chapter or the next few verses says, I told you this about three that bear a record in heaven so you believe on his name, Jesus. Something's gotta be settled that God is one and we know what his name is. He was El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shalom. But this is, I'll tell you what, his name's gonna be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince. His name shall be called Emmanuel, which is interpreted God is with us, or God has come near to us. You need to get it settled in your spirit what you believe. Twice born of the water and the spirit is not something to be debated. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What about the thief? What about him? Tickled to death, he's there. Can't wait to party with him when we go to glory. Maybe him and I are fish in the river of life. I can't wait to talk to him say, Man, you made it just in time. Rascal. Stole your whole life and then you stole your way in, didn't you? You just had to figure out a way to get in there before us. Remember what I told you? I messed you up for days. He said, what about the thief? I said, what about him? Different dispensation. If you've got a thief's salvation, you've got, you got salvation without blood. Because it was after that he shed blood. Y'all still with me right now? Jesus shed blood so we could tap into something. In another dispensation. No more law, but grace. Now you can have faith to have repentance, baptism, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now you, all you gotta do is have faith to believe and trust in God. Oh, does anybody believe what I'm preaching? Clap your hands to the Lord right now. I gotta bring this to a close. God builds the house. Let's be careful what we lay on the foundation of what's already been laid. Simon, whom do men say that I the son of man am? And Simon says, oh, I, I, I pick me. You know, concealed carrying Simon Peter, you know. Always packing the sword like, you know there's a bunch of people in here packing right now. I know you. A bunch of creakers. <laughs> Type A personality. Reads the magazine from the back to the front, you know. Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And he said, Thou the Christ, the Son of the living God. Something happened upon this moment that I think we need to grab a hold of in this house. He said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. He said, I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not... Peter, or Petros, a piece of a rock. He said, thou art just a piece of this. But upon this revelation up on this mass rock. I will build my church upon the revelation of who I am. He said, because of the revelation that my Father have given you, I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be... When there's a revelation about God and a revelation... About who God is, and we understand apostolic ministry. and what we're putting on the foundation, Pastor Chad, something begins to take place that he gives us an apostolic authority, that whatever we pray here is mirrored there. Is there some things you need God to do? You can have apostolic ministry. See, I just lost half of you just now because you believe the preacher can do it. But what about you? See, did you forget what happened right before I started preaching? You started ministering to somebody other than yourself. The gifts of the Spirit began to fall and it turned into an apostolic church service before we could even read. What was going on? I'll tell you what was going on. That's apostolic ministry. That's apostolic revelation. And that's got to happen in our churches all the time. God wants to stand all over the building right now. God wants to give us apostolic revival. God wants to give us apostolic revelation. Do you hear me? Every idea we have, every ministry that we do, let's make sure every idea comes from God. Hear me, not everything I've done. Cause I'm wide open. I gotta be busy. My wife, poor thing. I'm the balloon, she's the string. No baby. You remember? I wore you out, didn't I? He's a man I was glad he lived when he left. I'm just picking. Everything we do before the rapture comes, you hear me, we better make sure the idea is from God. We have no time to waste. Fire is here. Fire is going to try every man's work, every ministry that we do, but I just want to make sure that everything we do comes from God and that it's built upon the truth of the Word of God. I have learned out of the thousands of people we've come in contact over the years, not everybody stays. I stand here today. I'm a soul winner by nature. I just love people. Even when they're getting on my nerves, I love people. I love everybody, I just don't like everybody. <laughs> I made you laugh, didn't it? because you know it's true. There are some days, and I even stand here preaching tonight with a broken heart. Because not everybody you win to God stays. Not everybody I've baptized has stayed. Brother Jay, I stand here tonight with my heart bleeding. I hate even talking about it. But I stand here tonight, right now, my heart feels like it's bleeding, and I feel like I got a big fire inside of my chest because of the love I have for people that have disappeared. Not everybody stays, but we can't get so tracked, sidetracked, and hurt that we quit reaching those that are lost. I, I look back. <laughs> I love you, Paula. You have worn me out. I love Paula and Brian. <laughs> I think it's funny that you're sitting behind Ella because you two are so much alike. Glenfair shirt say, oh, Lord. <laughs> Our churches have to be built upon love. And I know I'm going over over tea, but it's 730. Won't you hear me? The first time I met Paula, you know what she said to me? I ain't dressing up coming in here. <laughs> Little head wobble. She said, I ain't dressing up, I don't dress up. I dress casual. I ain't coming in. She was just rah, 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 and I was looking at her like, what in the world? <laughs> I was just trying to say hi. <laughs> I don't wear a dress up. I dress like this. I like being, she would just let me have it. I was like, yes, ma'am. Me and Ellis had a few of them conversations, ain't we, darling? Brian was just looking like what in the world me and Paula she helps at the school loves God loves truth Brian's not a preacher but I think he's read all of his license material already he's a truck driver but I've watched you fall in love with what I love and I've watched stuff that you've went through, and I don't mean to put a spotlight on you, but I really feel to say this in front of everybody. I am so proud of what you become. Amen. I could spend hours telling stories. Truth is amazing, but without love, it does nothing. Caleb knows I'm about to get him. Look at Caleb back here come on Joshua lift that hand up he's single I think maybe I don't know we gotta hook him up (laughs) I love you man I'm just picky no I'm not (laughs) found him in prison in denims in a prison me and brother Jay Jay preached to him as a prison coordinator now he's faithful to the house of God tithes payer loves God There was a girl who was a prostitute from Fayetteville. And she's not a prostitute anymore, but. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. She's now married. Baptized in Jesus' name goes to our church. From Fayetteville. <laughs> Brother Ben Rucker, I love truth the same love I have for truth. We've got to have love for people. What I've learned is people come and go and the fire comes and if they're carnal, they don't stay. The greatest people in my life right now, you hear me, come out of prison. Prison cells. Tattooed up. Tattoos on their face. I looked in the altar today and I love him so much I'm not going to mention his name but he, he just lays in the altar and I got down beside him today and he just crying out to God talking in tongues and on his forearm says lost cause I remember the first time he came I looked at it and I got mad I, got, I said you are not a lost cause you are not I started yelling at him you're a call to God God's going to tell you you are not a lost cause what I feel to do is going to be a little different altar call I want us to get a love for people that it keeps us up at night Jesus is coming back I said Jesus is coming back and with everything that we have and truth and love for people you hear me any given service in our church sometimes we have 45 plus guests we have a lot of guests that come in your sister Deborah said amen. I want to see our church turn into where we got just as many Spanish multicultural. Even a few rednecks might get the Holy Ghost here once in a while. An apostolic revival, Brother Pat, where love when people walk through the door. They just start because love is the most powerful thing on the face of this earth. You hear me? Love covereth a multitude of sins. I know this might seem shallow but if we have truth and we're baptized with the love of God everybody that comes in They're like, what is this? That's love of God. And they come in, they'll start speaking in tongues in our worship services. They'll start falling out on the floor, being healed. Families will come together, why? Because we have truth and we have love. We have love and we have truth and it comes together. God builds the house. Two things, build it on truth and love. I know I'll preach a little time, but I wonder if we could flood this altar right now and let God baptize us with both. God, give us love for people and give us truth and love for the truth. Give us, come on, let's, let's pack this front out. Just keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. There's plenty of room. Keep coming, let's pray. God, baptize me with love for people. Love for truth, oh God. Baptize us together today, God.